So we are looking at the book of Acts um, over these few weeks, and um, Acts was written by one of the disciples of Jesus called Luke, and uh, Luke also wrote another book, uh, which we call Luke's Gospel, and he begins that uh, gospel by saying, here's the beginning of the story of Jesus and, and, and what he began to do. And then in the book of Acts, he, he says, and this is what he continued to do through his apostles, through his sent ones. And so um, Jesus began his ministry when he died and was resurrected. He continued his ministry through people. And so the book of Acts is, is the story of some of those early apostles, early people who were sent by Jesus to take his message into the whole world. Uh, so today we uh, are honoring and celebrating the work of one of God's modern day apostles, uh, Peter Butts. So um, this weekend we've had a, we had a time yesterday where we uh, celebrate and honored Peter uh, for all that he has done. Uh, particularly through his work uh, with School of Ministries. And we'll talk a bit more about that in just a moment. But uh, Peter, this summer, stepped down as director of School of Ministries, almost like into a, uh, not full retirement, but semi-retirement from that role. And so we wanted to take this opportunity just to acknowledge Pete's uh, contribution over the last, well, I think School of Ministries for the last 20, almost 25 years, but you've been doing the same thing a lot, a lot, a lot longer than that. So, and again, building on what Catherine shared last week, just on um, telling the story of what God has done. I just thought it'd be really good for us to hear uh, from Peter this morning as to what it is that God has done in his life and, and, uh, and through him and Irene over these last long time. Um, and... and, and um, almost to honor the fact of someone who has run the race well. You know, we don't need to wait to Peter's funeral to say nice things about him. <laughs> uh, we can say them now, and it is so encouraging for those of us who are a bit younger to recognize it's possible to continue to run the race strongly with faith and fervency and courage. So, so Peter, welcome to you. And also, it's also technically Thank you. your last Sunday as a member of the church here because you've moved to Eastleigh and uh, have been for the last little while at attending Thrive Church and that will become your home. So in some ways, we're saying almost thank you and goodbye to Pete and Irene as well for their, their membership here at New Community Church. Yeah, that's right. I think we're, we felt that... Uh, uh, while we were still involved with School of Ministries and it was under the umbrella of New Community, it was important to maintain, or for me to maintain, my involvement here, but feel that uh, now it's time uh, to relocate our church affiliation, membership, commitment to thrive. Um, but uh, that's 25 years we've been here. Yeah, so, yeah, wow. yeah, it's been really quite something. And thank you for your fellowship, friendship, involvement with us, giving, support uh, of all that we've done. We've not been here a lot because my ministry has been out to other churches and across the nations, but uh, this has been home and we appreciate the great friendship and fellowship uh, that we've had from the church here. 
So, thank so, you. so yeah. School of Ministry, for those who don't know, uh, is a training program for church leaders, primarily in the developing world. And as we heard yesterday, uh, there's probably maybe 30 nations where School of Ministries has run, is running. And over the last 25 years, has trained thousands of leaders yeah. in, in some of the most remote, remote places in the world who would never have access to Bible college training or development for the leadership. So it's fantastic what God has done over this last 25 plus years. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, we've done it out from the church here. We, we've always resisted starting a, an organization outside of the church because we believe that everything should spring from the church, from an apostolic kind of model of uh, and uh, be part of and supported by and involved back into and under the sort of covering and support mm -hmm. of a local church. So that's how it's operated uh, since we commenced the actual official School of Ministries in 1998. Yeah. So if I go back a little bit before that, Peter, um, you shared yesterday about what really moved you into this was the sense of the prophetic confirmation about your role as a teaching rather than a pastor. So, so just to share that story as to how, how you basically ended up pursuing this route of, of training uh, leaders. Okay, so a brief potted history. Uh, in 1970, um, between August and October, three uh, extraordinary events happened. One, uh, I got married to Irene. Uh, oh no, July, I left Bible college. That was the first event. Uh, August, I got married to Irene, and in the September, uh, we became the leaders, or the pastor in the old-fashioned uh, way of things, of the Assemblies of God Church in Barnet in North London. We were there for five years. We then moved to uh, Walthamstow, and were there for four years. And then in the late 70s, we moved to Thurrock, and it's great to see some people from Thurrock from those days. Michelle Godwood up there now, a fully grown, mature woman. She was a 12 or 13-year-old kid when I first met her, or when we first met her in, uh, in Thurrock in the late 70s. And during that time, we became aware of God doing something new and fresh. And the whole thing revolved around a fresh look at the book of Acts. Uh, the word restoration was big in those days. We believed that God was calling us to, to be part of a restoration of the church, to go back uh, to the book of Acts. And so we read the book of Acts. And as we read the book of Acts, we saw how far we'd strayed with our denominational kind of uh, model from what God originally intended and so we set about uh, looking to see the church changed and in that process a whole number of things happened worship was revolutionized uh, and, and what we're enjoying now started in those late 70s early 80s of, the, uh, of a change and then um, things like team developed and we became aware of apostolic ministry and uh, the need for a team of different complementary ministries, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, and we began to see their emergence uh, and I began to develop much more in the teaching prophetic role than in the pastor role and so um, it was in that process that God began to talk 
to uh, us very clearly in the mid-80s in a remarkable way through the prophetic. We, we went to uh, a meeting in Bradford to meet with Bryn Jones and a couple of other prophets. There were three of us uh, who were in leadership of the Thurrock Church uh, in those days. Mike was the kind of uh, apostolic guy. I was a kind of teaching prophetic gift and there was a guy called Simon Newbury who was the kind of evangelist uh, uh, among us and we, we went to meet with them and uh, Bryn Jones laid hands on me and he prophesied over me and he said you will lay your hands upon young men and young women. You will release your gift and ministry to them and all around the nations will be those on whom you laid your hands and released your gift. And uh, it was just a remarkable, transforming prophetic word. And several months later, we were in uh, an event in Brentwood called Springbank Celebration, where we had 2,000 or so people together. We had visiting uh, guys from uh, America. I don't know if some of you remember Charles and Paula Slagles, uh, who used to come and do their thing and uh, they were very strong in the prophetic and I was sitting on the platform because I was involved in the running of the event and they were, di or Charles was directly in front of me and uh, in the middle of the worship he suddenly turned around, looked me in the face just like that and said, God has made you a prophet teacher. He's called you to train young men and women for his army and turned around and carried on worshipping. And uh, it was kind of pretty direct and pretty clear. Uh, and from that moment, really, that's where uh, our energies have been. Hearing from God, knowing that's what he wanted for us, uh, we began to move in that way and towards teaching and training. So obviously... the. the the prophetic word comes, to, and, you know, the confirmation comes. You know, what did you then begin to do practically in regards to uh, outworking this, Peter? Well, in the local church in Thurrock, we began to start some training things. Mm -hmm. We started a, an evening training course, and I thought uh, we, we were involved with about 14 churches. They were looking to us for help. We were a kind of small apostolic hub there, and... Um, we, we started a, a Wednesday or Tuesday night training program and I thought we'd get 15 or 20 and 65 people turned up um, wanted to be part of this training program and so over the next few years we saw a number of people uh, on, those, on those courses who uh, were involved with us and then out of that we then did a full-time leadership course uh, and Graham, who's sitting up there, wave Graham. Yeah, that's Graham. Yeah, he was a student on that course. He was, and he's now uh, leading the church in Dis. So, very, in fact, five or six of the 13 or 14 people on that course are now in full-time leadership ministry. So, right. that was the beginning of yeah. our journey. Right, yeah. Right. And then, then, then you moved here. Right. So yeah. again, that was a remarkable series of God incidents. Just sort of show some of those there with us, Peter. Yeah, okay. Well, the prophetic has been very real and very strong in our journey. We've always sought to hear from God. And when we know we've heard from God, then we step out and go for it. So um, we felt God was shaking us up and uh, calling us to move. And, and so we were praying about that. And... Uh, 
And then seven different people, I mean, somebody in Australia, we went to Australia in 1995, Irene and I, and uh, this guy, completely out of the blue, he said, I don't know anything about you or where you're from, but God wants you to move to Southampton. So I said, oh, does he? Okay, that's great, yeah. Uh, and then over the course of several months, a number of people just brought us very clear words about moving to Southampton. Some of you know Keith Hazel. Uh, he spoke to Irene and I and uh, very clearly uh, just sort of uh, brought us a word and said, you need to be here. We were at a conference here and he said, you need to be here. God is calling you to be part of this work here. Uh, but the most remarkable was uh, we had made the decision on the back of those prophetic words, God speaking to us. So we were at a Springbank event, another event in Brentwood, and lunchtime we were meeting with Tony and Hannah, Irene and I, they were coming to our house, we lived around the corner, all you lot were in tents and it was raining and whatever and we lived about 200 yards away and we, uh, we had our home and whatever, actually we used to have a constant stream of people coming for showers and <laughs> baths and whatever but anyway, Tony and Hannah were coming for lunch and we were actually going to say, because we'd mentioned it, and we were going to say we really believe it's time for us to move and come down to Southampton. And uh, that morning, that Sunday morning, Irene and I were just sitting in the congregation, just on a couple of chairs, and a guy called Richard Hubbard, some of you remember, he was at the event running the kids' work, and he came and he knelt down in front of us, and uh, he said, I was looking at you across the room, and he said, God spoke to me. God said to you that you need to move to Southampton because what he's calling you to do and the work that he's calling you to needs a strong apostolic hub in order to, uh, to sustain and, uh, and support yeah. that work, which, which was absolutely out of this world. And, and just one story about that. When God speaks to you, he works everything out as well. And just, just to tell you a story about our house, um, because it was just extraordinary. Um, we were ready by the December to move uh, and getting ready to move. So the 10th of December, 1995, we called in the travel agent, uh, the travel agent, <laughs> we called in the estate agent and uh, we said, you know, we're, we're ready to move to sell and whatever. And he said, okay, and he did all the stuff. And then he said, uh, I won't put the house on the market he said, because I've been in this business for 17 years and you never can sell a house before Christmas. We'll wait until after Christmas, till January, to put it on the market. And I just felt faith rise in my heart. So I said to him, well, we're Christians and we pray and we believe God can do uh, miracles. And I said, so will you please put it on the market straight away and he looked at me and he said well okay he said but I've never sold a house in 17 years he said it will need a miracle uh, on the Monday while I was out Irene got a call someone wants to come and look at the house people came to look at the house when I came back in the afternoon there was a call from the traveler estate agent until uh, I'm getting old call from the estate agent he said and these were his first words, you've got your miracle. Yeah. You've got your miracle. 
Uh, he said, I can't believe it. He said, they saw your house. They love it. They'll pay full price. Uh, your house is sold. Uh, just so, you know, when God wants you to be somewhere, he works and moves to bring about his purposes. You know, so. so obviously it took God seven times to tell you. Yeah, that's because I'm thick. Yeah. <laughs> and then even after that, you, you go to Florida and then God speaks to you again. Oh, yeah. Well, in, uh, in Florida, we had this extraordinary... Uh, we, it was our 25th wedding anniversary, and we slipped into the back of a meeting in Melbourne Beach, a church called the Tabernacle. You might know the name Jamie Buckingham. He was the leader of the church there, and they were enjoying uh, the refreshing. You know, the Holy Spirit was working and moving. So we crept in the back with the intention of just seeing what God was doing and slipping out at the end. And in the meeting, they said, right, uh, are there any visitors? And before I could stop Irene, she stood up. I was going to stay sat down and be rebellious. But, uh, but she stood up, so I thought, I better stand up as well. And so they said, oh, where are you all from? So you had to shout out where you're from. So they wouldn't have known Brentwood. So we said, well, London, because it's kind of 17 miles from London. So we said, London, England. They all went, ooh, you know, whatever. Uh, anyway, the, uh, then they asked for testimonies, and nobody uh, brought a testimony. They said, well, that's unusual. It's the first time we've had these meetings and there's been no testimonies. Where's that couple from London? Come and share what God is doing in England. So now we're on the platform, 1,500 people sharing what God was doing in those mid-90s, you remember, when some of you were quite active and laughing and experiencing a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit, and, uh, and then we sat down again, and thought, oh, at last, and I'm getting ready to slip out, uh, and the speaker comes on, and they're visiting speakers from Washington called Carl and Mel Hitt, H-I-T-T, and uh, they're sharing ministry together, and she gets up, this lady, Mel, and she says, uh, where's that couple from London? And uh, so we're on our feet again. We're right at the back of this, uh, of this meeting. And she said, um, God is moving you to a new location. I mean, that wasn't a bad start, was it? We were getting, <laughs> making plans to move to Southampton. God is moving you to a, a new location. You're going to be fired into the nations. You're going to be like an arrow, fired to this nation, and then that nation, and then this nation. You're going to be on a, like a, on a rope, on a tether, and then you're going to be pulled back, and then you're going to be fired out again. And Of course, that's exactly what's happened. She gave us a list of nations, and we've been to every one. Uh, of the nations that she mentioned uh, since the School of Ministries started. Just absolutely remarkable, accurate, prophetic word, which we have seen the fulfillment of, and you, you with us have been a part of it, and some of you have been with us. I look around this room, and you know, there's people who've traveled with us and uh, taught on our School of Ministries, Katrina and uh, Graham and hey I can't see you all but uh, just great even Billy's been yeah uh, so uh, Phil of course yeah just great uh, the way that uh, we've seen the fulfillment of that prophetic word just remarkable if I just mention another prophetic word as well um, there was a guy 
came from the States called Dale Gentry. I don't know if you heard of him, but uh, he in the 90s appeared in England. He was really loud and uh, he was Pentecostal and I come from that background and some people think I'm loud. Well, <laughs> he was really loud and southern states and whatever and he kind of burst in on this leaders gathering uh, that I was, I was in and he was he shouting in tongues at the top of his voice and whatever. He was a bit sort of yeah, who's this guy, whatever. But as, as he said, I'm going to prophesy now. And I was sitting behind him and I thought, I knew he was going to prophesy over me. You know, God just prompts you. Know, he's, going to, he's going to prophesy over me. And he, he said, you. And I, I sat down in front of him and he shouted in tongues over me for about five minutes, which was kind of, you know, pretty awesome, I suppose. Um, anyway, uh, and then he began to prophesy and uh, he said, I see you going from nation to nation, carrying a suitcase in one hand and resources in the other hand. And he said, you're going to go from nation to nation and God's going to use you to release resources into the nations. Uh, this was 1991 and I thought, well that sounds all right, but I don't, you know, I, I'm... I feel called to teaching and training. Uh, resources, I, I thought of money and, you know, things like that. I thought, I, you know, I, I don't feel particularly called to that. And then we moved here and somebody gave a large gift to set us off before we'd even come up with the name School of Ministries. And so we had this money and Adrian Thomas at that time was the treasurer. So he said, I'm going to put it in an account uh, and it was for the, for the development of materials uh, for teaching and training. And he said, and I'm going to call it the resources account. Mm. I just thought that was absolutely incredible. And it was like a light went on. Ah, I understand now resources. Mm. It's mm. teaching and training mm. materials. So, you know, we've, we've heard from God uh, about this ministry over the years in very clear and distinct ways. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I suppose I believe that's the way we all should live, listening to God, responding to his word, be that with what you're doing or whatever else we're called to. But that sense of we continue in the acts of the apostles, those who are sent yeah. uh, into all the variety of ministries and callings yeah. that God has for all of us. So it's great to hear God speaks the fulfillment. So you stepped down from the role of director of School of Ministries uh, in the summer. What are, what's, I suppose, what would be, you know, what's left behind, you know, will School of Ministries now close or what do you see happening as, as we go forward? Well, I, I think that kind of sense of prophetic direction continues. I think we're still hearing from God, but it's not words to me now, it's, it's others. So Graham... Uh, recently, a couple of years ago, uh, felt God speak to him about reaching the Muslim nations. So we began to pray because we felt God was saying we need to, you know, reach. Uh, and God is do building his church in, in some, uh, some Muslim nations as well. Churches are being planted. So Graham came and 
felt that God was saying that. Basil affirmed that. So we began to pray about that. God led us to a guy in West Africa called Andrew Lendor. We went to Ghana, which is a very Christian nation, but ended up going to North Ghana, a place called Wa, uh, which is mainly Muslim, and began to do teaching and training amongst the churches that were being planted there. Out from there, we ended up in Sierra Leone. We ended up in uh, Nigeria, uh, in, uh, in, in, in Guinea, uh, Guinea, coastal Guinea. We're looking at Guinea. Uh, Burkina Faso, all Muslim nations that have opened up since that time. And so that's still beginning uh, or still continuing to happen. And God's added to the team. Uh, Graham uh, is up there and uh, he's partly here, I guess, as well, because he's taking on uh, a major role with us, heading up the African uh, part of School of Ministries. But there's this real sense of prophetic direction. Basil, head, who you, many of you know from India, heading up the Asia work, and this real sense of, uh, of God speaking to us and doing what he calls us to do and seeing how he works. You know, for most of us, COVID was a very negative experience. For School of Ministries, it's been an incredible opportunity because over the last 18 months, with the, uh, with, uh, with the help of uh, the team, Phil Orchard carrying a major uh, role in that alongside some of the, the rest of us, we've been rewriting the modules and we put the modules on video because uh, we would never have had the opportunity otherwise. And so now we have this, nearly all the modules ready uh, and being used across the nations and um, again a prophetic thing uh, about five years ago I think it was uh, Basil in one of our meetings said uh, how many schools did we do this year and Graham said oh I think it was uh, 36 and Basil said add a naught to that 360 and I sat, I sat there and I thought yeah on your bike how are we going to do that how can we possibly go to 360 centres well uh, we are a good way towards that now uh, one month just about three months ago I was in Malawi I was in Nigeria I was in Uganda I was in Kenya um, I was in uh, Sierra Leone uh, all within one month uh, on video uh, <laughs> training hundreds of leaders and suddenly this thing's exploding and it's really exciting. If you'd have heard Graham talk yesterday about the new development. So it's really exciting just to continue in that pattern of trusting God, believing God, uh, responding in faith to opportunities that God gives us. Um, and listening to God and doing what he says. I think that's very much Acts of the Apostles, isn't it's it? It's Acts of the yeah. Apostles. I hope so, yeah. So, so um, obviously, Peter, you are stepping down from the responsibility of being the director of School of Ministry, but we'll stay involved and yeah. we'll probably travel as travel open, opens up again. So it's, it's, it's not, you're not going to sail off into the sunset with your slippers and your pipe, but you're no, you know, just no, going to not no. have that directorship role moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, no, I should be uh, continuing to preach uh, and teach around. My diary's filling up again, um, looking to, to pace myself a little better than I've done in the past. Um, but, uh, and I hope that I might even 
get an opportunity to minister back here in uh, Central from time to time. You never know uh, before I lose it. Yeah. Yeah, I think Joe, Joe, Joe Sargent does a good impersonation of Peter Butt. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, they are. <laughs> yeah, very good. No, it just, it's been a joy to be on this journey together and just to say that you've been part of it with us and thank you for that uh, and for your support. The church has supported us as well uh, and enabled us to see the fulfillment of this ministry, this mission uh, to teach and train leaders uh, across the world. Basil keeps a record of the exact number of uh, people we've trained in India and it's, it's around 12 or 13,000 leaders in India we have trained or been involved with training over the last years and uh, Africa will be at least as many. It's just incredible what we've been able to do as uh, God has enabled us and helped us. Yeah, amen. So, Peter, we want to just uh, say thank you for all of your contribution, uh, for your leadership and your example over these last 25 years you've been here. Uh, and uh, as you say, this is not, not the end. It's, it's, it's just marking a moment. And so both to mark your contribution um, as director of School of Ministries as an example of someone who has run well and continues to run well to those of us who are are a bit younger, <laughs> those who are much younger, uh, to actually see it's possible. You know, we know so many people who have given up on God, faith, church, community, and it's just great to see that uh, it's possible to make it towards the end, not to the end, but towards the end. And so um, let's just express our appreciation to Peter and to Irene for all their example.